Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Today is actually July 4th, and I am fortunate enough to be joined by Mayor Michael P. Victorino. And by the way, I am Jason Economu, Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui. I don't want to forget to introduce myself. Um, Mayor Victorino, thank you so much for joining us. And um, you're, you're here as a, a candidate for mayor again. And would you like to tell us why you're running? Well, good morning, Jason, and to all of those uh, RAM members who are listening in or have, who will listen in over the next uh, month or so. I want to say, first of all, thank you for everything you do for this community. And I'll elaborate a little bit more a little bit later. But my name is Michael P. Victorino, running for re-election for mayor of Maui County. And there's a number of reasons that I'm running. First of all, we have just come out and maybe not really came out, but we're getting to the end of what I call the most uncertain, unprecedented times in Maui County, state of Hawaii, United States of America and world has ever faced. And I think that when, through this all this pandemic, I've done a fairly good job in keeping us safe and healthy, the county of Maui. We have to have worked hard to make sure that everyone had an opportunity to, you know, survive these unprecedented times. Yes, some didn't make it, and I apologize for that, and I'm sorry that I couldn't save everyone, but the vast majority of you are in better place today than you were two and a half years ago when this pandemic started. We know, we all can remember going from 2% unemployment to almost 40% unemployment. Everything shutting down, right, Jason? Everything. And even your realtor markets kind of went slow for a little while because people were uncertain what was going to happen next. But we took the bull by the horn, did what we need, fed people, made sure that people had rent subsidies and other subsidies, utilities to make them survive. All of those who were trying to get unemployment, our county made sure from the beginning in March of 2020, we took care of them. And I'm proud of my executive team. I'm proud of all the task force we put together that came out and gave us great advice, gave us great leadership. And we together made Maui survive what are called those uncertain and unprecedented times. Now we're at the point where we're turning the corner, but we are really challenged here because of inflation, because of lack of inventory and housing and, and even rentals. It's made it very difficult for all of us to continue to, to thrive. So we need to make sure that we have a concerted effort. And I wanna say RAM, the Realtors Association of Maui has been a great partner throughout the pandemic and even now coming to the table looking for solutions that we all can live with. And I'm very proud to continue to collaborate, not only with your organization, but many nonprofits, businesses, individuals, uh, standing, com standing committees out there. I work well with the federal and state um, governments because it is important we collaborate now more than ever to reunite our community and set a direction for which we all can really look forward to a better time. Um, right now, Agriculture, uh, we have our new Department of Ag will start, uh, will officially announce tomorrow, the director and deputy director, and I'm excited about those two individuals and the department they will form, which will be a great advocate, a great asset and mentor to our farmers and ranchers throughout the county of Maui. It is designed to make ranchers and farmers not just survive, but thrive have a healthy business because many of them know how to grow cattle, know how to grow beef or grow uh, crops, but really the business model and also the advocacy for water and legislation throughout the state and in the federal levels is going to be paramount. 
finally in this area, we want to make sure that they also know there's lots of grants available to assist them to improve their, their uh, methodologies of farming. And so we want to make sure that this Department of Ag will be such a great assistance to our farmers and our ranchers, which really will make, mean that Maui County can become much more self-sufficient when it comes to edible crops and uh, produce. Uh, we, you know, it, it's a great time for us. However, I still say there's a lot of challenges ahead of us. And today we'll discuss some of these challenges and some of the solutions and ideas that I have that will make this better for all of us. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, and yeah, I, before moving on, I really want to acknowledge this has been an incredible few years that, that you've been in office as far as the challenges that you faced. And, and I think it's really easy for all of us who are sitting at home to be critical. Um, but, but I want to say thank you for, for what you've done over the last few years as mayor, because um, it, it was a relief to, to have you at the helm uh, with, with a lot of the challenges that, that we faced. I, I think you, you did a great job. So thank you for that before, before moving on too far. You're welcome, Jason. And to all of the RAM members, you're welcome. And, and, you know, you kind of touched on this already, but, but let me ask this question because I've been asking it to all the candidates. And, and this is very similar to the first question, which is, you know, as you know, the Realtors Association of Maui is the largest trade association in Maui County. We have about 2,000 professional realtor members, a uh, little over 100 affiliate companies. And, you know, by extension, we are concerned and we represent the interests of the employees uh, and the families of, of those members and their affiliates. So why should the RAM community specifically vote for you this election? Well, before I get into that, let me say mahalo to the RAM community because it is truly a community within our community. They help when nonprofits, they help their PTA members and, and officers. They're part of our sporting community. Your RAM members are all over Maui County. They leave a great footprint in what we do in every day. They're raising their families here, many of them. They're really trying to be what we call good stewards, not only of the land, the aina and all of that, but really good stewards of our community. And that's what I'm gonna say mahalo before I go into why you should vote for me. It's important you understand, I and many others appreciate what you've done. I have been a benefactor of good realtors who've helped me now have my one and only home up here in Wailuku Heights, a dream home my wife and I had some 40 years ago, and we've been married now going on nearly 47 years. And uh, we were blessed to have people help us achieve this goal. And that's why RAM and all their members uh, uh, are really an integral part of our community. So I wanna say thank you very, very much. Why should you vote for me? Well, I've always worked with all groups whether they like me or not, whether you agreed with me or not, I've tried my best to work with each group to understand their needs and wants. When there's reasonable ways of finding some collaboration and conclusion, I've worked very well. When it's more like my way or no way, it's been difficult. And you know what I'm talking about, Jason. Many of you have faced those types of people in our community today. And uh, it, it's okay. We all have our rights. And I agree that these mandates were not something I enjoyed doing during the period, this period of time, but I did it because I wanted to keep you and all your members and the community at large safe and healthy, especially our Kapuna, our vulnerable community, those who have health challenges, and our children, which 
for a long while, none of us knew how it, how this virus would affect them. We have better understanding now. We've been doing this for 28 months, Jason, 28 months, and the numbers are still high. But you notice how most of us officials now are not, not really challenged. We kind of remind people to do what is right and, you know, good hygiene, all of those uh, uh, aspects that we all ask you to do each and every day. But we're not getting excited because we look at our hospital and our hospital rates, our infection rates are, 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 are under control. Our hospital is not being taxed. Our medical facilities, we have now vaccinations. We have um, uh, tests and treatments to follow. You know, so we are in much better shape than we were 28 months ago when we first started. I always say my first year was OJT, on-the-job training. We had no manual. We had no direction. We CDC, World Health Organization, Department of Health, would all be giving you mixed messages. And I had to kind of put all those mixed messages, meet with all my medical and other experts and other uh, advisors here in Maui County, my executive team. Even you folks gave me advice and we put it all together and came up with the best solutions that we had at that moment in time. Yes, were they always right in retrospect? Maybe not as correct as we hoped it would be, but no one knew. And so I'm proud to say that this leader was willing to make those decisions to protect the well-being and health of our community first and foremost, always been my priority and always will be my priority. I read the side on the side of caution than make a mistake and have more people sick and dying. And if you look at all of our statistics versus the rest of the state, we're in pretty good shape. We're the second or third in the state as far as debt rates and uh, positivity rates, all of these things. And I'm proud to say it wasn't me. It was you, the people of Maui County that made it happen because many of you followed the directions, followed the advice we gave you. Those who didn't, hey, I respect that. Hey, God bless you and we move on. So I'm the type of leader that has worked hard to make sure your well-being and safety and the economy was never left out of the equation. When we reopened in October of this uh, 2020, we never shut down ever. We may have rolled back. We may have made more restrictions. But look at the history. I tried my best to make sure whatever decisions were made, that the economy was a part of it. Because you, if you had healthy people who were, were physically and they were healthy, but there was no jobs, quickly their mental and other areas would start to come down. And so you didn't have a healthy society. A healthy economy and a healthy society together makes for a wonderful place to live. And I believe Maui is a wonderful place to live. And I want to again thank you and Ram and all the other organizations for stepping up to the plate, for advising me, for helping me along during these very uncertain and unprecedented times. The only words I can use because there's nothing else I could use unless I use something that's not nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can totally understand what you mean by that. And and there aren't really that many words for it. Um, now, now to, to move on a little bit, one of the major issues for this election and, and really the first time you ran um, and every election is housing. Yep. It, it's, it's housing. We, we've got limited housing inventory pretty much across the board, uh, but most especially when it comes to affordable housing, workforce housing, this is for sale and for rent. Um, what policies have you pursued as, as mayor and do you plan on continuing to pursue in order to address our low housing inventory, our housing crisis. As you're well aware of, some well-meant policies and ordinances were put in during the early 2000s when uh, Maui County was just booming. 
And there were thoughts that it would, you know, level the playing field and make things a little bit easier. Unfortunately, we now know the effects were actually the exact opposite of what we intended those policies to do. Then, of course, the recession of 2007, 8, 9 didn't help at all. And then we bounced back in 2010 and got back to what we call a very robust. But all through that time, the, the, the battle for affordable or obtainable housing and affordable rentals continued. A lot of policies were brought forward, didn't work. We had to revise. We went from 50% to 25%. But a lot of the damage had been done over that five or six-year period. Without building, you cannot just catch up. It's not like, oh, tomorrow we're going to build a thousand new homes. Right now, we have 3,500 units in the pipeline, apartments, condominiums, and housing, all uh, about 50% of that or 45 to 50% of that would fall in the affordable range bracket, you know, obtainable range. But we need to build a wide array of housing also. One of the biggest problems I see is we're not building any type of housing. And so now these investors or people who are coming in to buy, they're buying right there in Main Street, uh, Kanaloa Street, people where it's always been residents or local residents. They're buying there because that's, that's, that's all that's available. And it's become very difficult. And you can't blame them because you're only selling what you have. You're only putting on the market what comes available to you as realtors. And you do a good job. And you're getting more than the asking price. Uh, you can't begrudge somebody for that. They want it. They're willing to pay more. I'm the seller. I don't mind getting more. It's really made the challenge even get greater. Lack of inventory is the number one issue. No question about that. When you don't have inventory, prices are here. Inventory is here. And you know and I know that, Jason. That's basic economy. Not economist, economy. And so with that being said, we need to continue to build. And the 3,500 units that we'll build over the next three years, three to five years, will help at least lessen that. With Hawaiian Homes, they received $600 million uh, from the federal government. And there's more money coming from the, the national um, federal, I'm not, correct me, let me correct that, from the state government. And there's more money coming from the federal government. Sorry about that. And so with that being said, we believe that the Hawaiian Homes here in Maui County could build between 700 and 1,000 units over the next same period. You start adding that all up along with market, and what are some of the other developments like um, uh, Puanani, which is Hawaiian home on the high end, 130 units. You have Betzel Brothers. You have other developments ready to rumble. Um, Linda Schatz, 324 apartments right here at the corner of Kuikai and Honapilani Highway. Uh, Emmanuel Lutheran's development. Uh, you have Bogoya. I can go on and on and on. All the different ones, all down in Kihei. I've gotten wind and I hope this happens, but someone is looking to buy all of those additional units that were supposed to be built for workforce and market uh, down in Kihei behind Kamalani. That was the A and B development. Uh, I've got strong and they're meeting with me, so I cannot say anything more, but it looks like somebody will take that over and build 100% workforce housing back there. So, a lot of good things I've been working on. Uh, we've just bought some land and we're going to get additional lands from A and B down by uh, Maui Marketplace in the Maui Business Corridor in the back, which will be a walkable, bikeable community so that people can come uh, and, 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 and be able to shop and not have to get in a car. They can just walk or bike right in, do what they need and walk or bike back home. 
also making sure our transit system is accommodating for all these new developments that we're building. So Jason and the rest of the association, we're looking at about five to 7,000 units in the next five to 10 years. That's a lot more than we built. We built 1,500 units and completed them in the last three years. That doesn't nearly stay close to what we need. But the five, the five, the seven to ten thousand, or five to seven thousand that we're looking at, excuse me, really will meet a lot of the needs of Maui County. People will start to work from home, so transportation may become a little less of a problematic uh, issue. And so improvements in roads. And let me close with this: our central Maui Central Waste Treatment Plant that we're building up and near the uh, Puilani Highway, up by past the Waiko uh, exit. Uh, Waiko Road exit will be a big godsend because it will do three things. Number one, it will start to de-emphasize the Kaolui treatment plant, which has been in a, a wetlands area, a tsunami zone, abutting a park, abutting small businesses. And when it was built, there was nothing around that, but things have moved in. And so now we need to change that. And then it's old and it's taking a lot of money to keep upgrades. So we're looking at diverting 70% of that sewer up to the waste treatment plant in central Maui. That'll be one of two major ones that we're gonna build in the next five years. The uh, idea too, secondly, then that helps us make with new development that is in that area, Waiale, Waikapu, uh, Wailuku, and all of that area, even some of the new developments on the lower part of Kahului, all will be diverted up there. And the third thing and the most important thing as I talked about earlier is farming. You know, this will give our farmers an, uh, six to nine million gallons or so of reliable R1 water that can be used for irrigation. With all of the droughts we've been having and all the experiences we're having with shortage of water coming in from East Maui and all of that, this will be a godsend for the Central Plain for all of the farmers down there like Kumu Farms and uh, Mahipono and Homo and all of these other farms that are down there. This will be a help for them. And then the upcountry system can dedicate more water to their upcountry farmers like the Sakogawas, the Kogas. You know, we have farmers, we have ranchers that need water. This is our chance to really uh, help them, but yet use not our potable water, but our R1 water, which is a resource water. We're using it out in Lahaina right now. We have our new reservoir and it's got, starting to work and it's starting to take water that we used to flush or um, inject into the ground. We'll take it, fill that reservoir, and use that for irrigation, agriculture, uh, and as well as green zones to lessen the chance of fire in West Maui. South Maui, we're working on the same thing. So, Jason, it's a big answer for us on one question. But if you see how it all intertwines, how we can make this monies work from the feds, the infrastructure money, from the county and the state with our monies and the private sector, we can develop Maui to be green and ready for the new uh, climate change that we all talk about. That is a big answer, but I, I gotta tell you, I love talking to incumbents because you being in office, you understand how complex all of these problems are and how, you know, yeah, if you're gonna talk about housing, you also need to talk about wastewater treatment and you need to talk about, you know, agriculture and food production and, and you know, water and, and where you're going to get it all from and what you're going to do with it. So, so yes, complex answer, but it's, it's a more complex question than, than most people tend to think. So thank you for that.
You're more um, than welcome, Jason. <laughs> now, now, one of the other big issues that that we've seen, especially in light of of the pandemic, is people are concerned about Maui's over reliance on tourism um, and having just one singular economic driver. Um, what policies do you plan on pursuing, or or have you pursued even, um, to support more economic diversification in Maui County? Well, like most of the other counties, we have been working and. You know, to answer that question, as far as over-reliance with the hospitality industry, when I came in in 2019, I set up a group, a task force, to look at that because already I realized how reliant we had become. You know, the tourist industry or the hospitality industry has been good to us, but maybe it's too much of a good thing. And so now we have to really, you know, manage it better, condense it, if you want to use that term, better set up what our forefathers had set up. When our forefathers had set up Maui County, it was supposed to be in Wailea, McKenna, Kihei, Lahaina, Kanapali, and Kapalua. That was supposed to be the resort areas so that people would go there, spend their time there, have all the amenities they needed, and not have to traverse all over. But we have some changes in our society, and one of them is called smartphones. And that has changed all of the dynamics we live in. You know, when you when people pick this up every day and look where they want to go, what they want to do, even though some of it may be illegal, private property, trespassing, and, and degrading many of our really irreplaceable resources, that's all they see. So part of this, there's a four-pronged approach we're using when it, from my perspective. I've accepted the county, uh, county council's uh, Teague plan, you know, there's a lot of good things in there. And so we're trying to work with their uh, temporary investigators groups plan. I want to thank those individuals that worked so very hard putting that plan together and presenting it to us, the administration and the council. Secondly, and, and more importantly, we got to take care of our people, Jason. People, the visitor that comes here, the hospitality industry has grown in Maui County because of the people. I worked in the industry for over 27 years. I can tell you, and if you come in McDonald's days, which was in Wainehe Street, uh, at McDonald's on all the old Lahaina, uh, Lahaina Town Square, and um, down at the Wharf Shopping Center, underneath we had a mini Mac. You know, maybe more like almost 30 some odd years, I have worked in, within the in the, um, hospitality industry, directly or indirectly. And one of the things that I found is people love coming back to Maui, not just because of our beauty, not just because of our great food, because of our people. Our people, the spirit of Aloha lives strong in the Maui and in the state of Hawaii. I have been all over the Caribbean. And let me tell you, it's a cold day when you go there and you go to their resort areas. Most of the people come from somewhere else, Yugoslavia, Ethiopia, Uganda, um, England, uh, China, Philippines. All over, they bring in all these workers because they don't have any uh, residential population living there. So you don't have a sense of history. You don't have a sense of culture. You don't really understand what these islands are all about. Yeah, there's some history, but you got to go to some museum to get the history. Not all history from the people's heart, our aloha. And that is the biggest reason why Maui continues to grow because people love our people. And that's really the big issue, big thing. So that falls back on what we talked about earlier. 
housing. They got to live here. They got to be able to raise their families here. So we need to provide them that. We need to provide the transportation so they don't have to take their car. We have buses that leave the War Memorial uh, Complex every morning, seven, eight buses taking them to South Maui and West Maui. That's a number, that's probably about 500 cars that don't get on the road each and every day because we were able to, to bus these people to their jobs. And we're trying to continue to expand that um, and make sure that affordable living is given them as best we can. I mean, you know, our gas prices are high and getting higher, but so the bus system we that our MPO, a Maui planning organization that's been, been putting our bus system together and our Department of Transportation is doing a wonderful job to connect that. And the fourth part of this prong is really self-sustainability, being able to grow our own food, Jason, to be able to develop our own means of survival and not depend on everything being shipped. We will never get away from 100%, but if we could get 40, 50, 60%, what an achievement instead of 80 and 90% of what comes in has to come in by a ship. If we could reduce that to 30 or 40%, 50%, I don't know. I think that would be a big help to everybody. But more importantly, Jason, we would get freshly grown, what I call the best produce money can buy right here off of this wonderful aina called Maui and Maui Nui. So this is, this is all part of the economic plan. And finally, we have wellness. I love what Mr. Ellison is doing on Lanai. He's making a wellness center up in Sensei, which used to be the old Kowele Lodge. So people can come and get well. Maybe those who are okay, get weller or stay well. And, you know, enjoy a great time in uh, Lanai. Well, we should make ourselves a wellness center for the county. We have H, uh, we have Halemakua. We have Halemaolo. We have a number, Rosalani, um, the uh, Kalama, uh, Kalama Heights. We have a lot of great senior centers that really preach wellness. Well, now let's offer it to guests who come here for that purpose. Guess what, Jason? They'll probably sit there in the resort or not track all over the place, be very mindful and respectful, get healthy, but also transfer that, pro or that program to our locals because they'll see how they get healthy and we want to get healthy. We want to stay healthy. We are selling health, so we got to preach what we practice. So like with Aloha, now we bring health to the table now we got an economy that can really thrive without have to worry about visitors all the time, but other areas where health and wellness is a big part of our everyday life. Excellent. Um, beyond just the, the economic diversification aspect of, of the economy, um, you know, the budget of, of Maui County plays a, a huge role in what you do. Uh, the, the job of mayor is, is uh, largely taken up by the budget process. And so one of the, the questions that I'm asking all the candidates is you know, perhaps what they might do differently with the budget, but, but really what their budget priorities will be and how the budget will reflect their priorities as leaders. Um, so, so as somebody who's done the budget a few times already, um, from both sides, from the council side and, and from the mayoral side, um, what are your thoughts on the budget, the process that you use, and, and would you change anything? What would your priorities be? Just sort of general thoughts. You know better than I do. Well, the budget has been an interesting dynamic. I'm going to, in the last four years, I have never presented a budget that hasn't been bigger after the council got through it. So you can check that as a historical fact. 
When I was on council for 10 years, I can honestly say not once in 10 years did the mayor's budget exceed the, the council budget ever exceed the mayor's budget. We always cut, we trimmed, we were more frugal in how we approached it. This council has a little different take. My first year, I went with $770 million, $770 million budget, right? Very, very streamlined, very austere. And we're really looking at how we can build from there. They came out with $850 million. And ever since then, every year, if you check the records, their budget has been more than the budget I presented to them. They have their priorities. And so, and they also have their ways of finding money. And really, the hospitality industry has been the big focal point and that, uh, uh, you know, short-term rentals and the hospitality industry has been their focal point. Even the year when we had the pandemic start in March of 2020, they cut, but they added back in. And you can see the end result was still a little larger budget than I had presented, even though they cut in some areas, but they added back for what they call their priorities and it changed the budget and made it bigger. This year, I introduced a $1 billion budget they still, and they, and some council members actually said, we need to cut this budget by $100 million. Well, all being said and done, it's actually $25 million larger than I presented. So with that being said, the priorities always should be the people of Maui County, the residents. How do we do that? Well, there's a number of facets again, you know, I could take probably two hours to go in all the different directions, but let me give you the main, main areas. Real property tax for our owner-occupant, our workforce, those have to be protected. I'm thankful that the council did look at veterans, of which we had looked in the past. We had lowered um, what we call the single um, uh, pay uh, minimum of four, from 125 through the years. It's gone up to 400. Now we're going to drop the veterans, I think, to $175 a year. They deserve it. I, I have no qualms, and I will sign that with no problem. However, we've got to make sure our budget always meets the scale of need. We have a police force that continues to grow because our community grows. We have a fire department that needs to con continue to grow because also our community grows. Um, we have more of our residents and visitors with ocean safety is another priority that we need. never used to be in a budget. When I started, ocean safety or lifeguards were under the parks. Through the time we were on council, we got it to be changed to be under the fire department, which I think is a better place for it to be. So um, our ocean safety division has grown and continues to grow, not just for our visitors, but for our residents alike. Um, the other area is our infrastructure is aging. And so we're now putting more money towards that. And green infrastructure, infrastructure that we know will last, that will be more effective and won't degrade our natural resources to the best of our abilities, you know? And so that's another area that we put a lot of money uh, towards. Development of water sources is finally the, another area that we need to continue to, to develop for the longest time. And that's part of why we don't have housing too. We had the show me the water bill, which left it up to the developers to develop water sources. And some were able to do, but many failed. Many spend millions of dollars and ended coming up with nothing. And so it's my commitment to the, the county of Maui that infrastructure like roads, sewer, and uh, developing water sources will fall under the county again. We will be the one to dictate where it comes and where it will be. Then you can develop your project. And we'll take the, the, the line to your project line or your project property line, and then you can connect from there. 
So that's our commitment. That's my commitment as a leader of Maui County to make sure that's available to all developers, but with special preference and special exemption for those who do obtainable workforce housing and affordable rentals. Sorry, I'm gonna help them a little bit more. With that being said, there's other areas with parks and, and all of these other areas that take up money. Uh, one of the biggest expenses this year, and I want you guys to all to know, that we are now pesticide free. We're not using pesticides. I'm all for that, but it's gonna cost us five to $7 million more to have enough workforce to make sure our roadways are clear, that you can see the, the uh, uh, what do you call those those um, road guards or what is it? Guardrails, guardrails, excuse me. I couldn't think of the name at the moment. Guardrails and, and where there's def deficits in our roadways off the roadway, you know, when you go off to the side. You can't, you know, you've seen the grass go like almost two feet high before we can get to it. And so now we've had to hire more people, which I'm really happy to keep people employed, but it'll cost you the taxpayers more. Finally, all of that being said and done, the focus on real property tax has always been trying to tax our residents, our multi-generation long-term residents who live here, raise their families here as least as possible as we can, and to tax other areas that we know they have ways of offsetting, like the hospitality industry. But we gotta be careful. If we tax the golden goose too long, the golden goose may go away, and then what happens? So we have to have that balance. And I keep reminding the council, balance is important. You know, don't be pounding on the guy you think got all the money, because if he leaves town or if he gives up and quits, guess what? Then we're gonna be stuck with the bill. So please be careful. You know, having the TAT is a godsend. And I think we're gonna do very well having our own share of the TAT. We'll probably get two to three times what we were getting when we were under the state. But you know, with all that being said, I don't talk I don't talk bad about anybody. I just happy where we are and where we're heading. And you know, we were able to this year really most of the fees and charges for landfill, for uh, uh, wastewater and water were very minimal, if at all. I, I keep watching to so make sure that we only pay for what usually should be paying for, not for things that we shouldn't be spending money on. Excellent, thank you. Um, now, now I just want to ask you a few, just real quick, short questions to wrap up okay. uh, for for some some folks who might not know you. Uh, Where did you go to high school? Hilo High School, graduate, nineteen seventy. Excellent. Um, you have a home. You you mentioned that up. Up in um, Wailuku Heights, you said? Yes, for 35 years, same home. What kind of music do you like to listen to? Mostly classic and uh, oldies but goodies. You know, those were the days where music had a real flavor to it. It had some kind of story. And today the rappers have stories and all that. And I, I, I don't mind listening to that at times. And I have grandchildren that uh, enjoy that kind of music. So I sit there with them sometimes. And then I put my music on and say, here, this is what Papa used to listen to. And of course they go, oh, Papa, that's, oh my, that's okay. But I want them to see the difference in generations and how it, what it means to us, you know? Uh, so really, I love the old music, the classics, country western. That's basically where I, I enjoy music. I also enjoy gospel music at times, just so uh, the sense of relief from the Lord, you know? In this world, we, we're stressed so much in, you have to have the Lord in your life somewhere. I'm not trying to tell you what religion is good or bad. I'm not going to say anything, but the Lord has to be a part of what you do each and every day or you go crazy. And I, I, I'm thankful I had him 
because you know jason there was 82 days straight ask my wife i never took a day off we're working from 6 37 in the morning to like 9 10 at night every day monday for choose sunday and all but you know what there was a time when i needed to do that because we couldn't understand what was going on we were a process uh, uh we were making um, it was a process of progress in, in, with a process in mind to protect you, the people of my county. And at times it was super difficult, but I always stood fast. So long as it was good for the people of my county's well-being and health, then it was good to do. If not, I, I didn't do it. Look, we took, when we first started, we bought from our farmers hundreds of pounds of food that they were going to throw away because the hotels had closed. The businesses weren't taking uh, produce because everything had fallen off. And we bought it and started making uh, boxes of food for all of our unemployed and displaced workers. We gave away almost 20,000 of that in the first couple of months. And then other groups came in <coughs> excuse me, and joined us. And before you know it, we gave over 8 million pounds of food in a year helping people. And so I'm proud of this community. You know, whether it's uh, Cinco or, uh, or, or Valley High Produce or others who came to our farmers, whether they're organic or, or conventional farmers, sold us at bargain basin prices. They were just to make enough money to cover their expenses. They sold us all this food so we could take care of the people of Maui County who at that time were really in a, in a bleak position in their lives. Many of them unemployed for the first time, never expecting that to happen. And it all happened overnight. And so I'm proud to say this county and the leadership with you know, my teams, my work, my, I'll say it the same way, the business community, the nonprofit, the individuals, our task force all came together and said, Mike, we got to do this. We got to do that. And mayor followed their advice and did what was right for the people. Well, Mayor Vigorino, you have been exceptionally generous with your time. Uh, this this was only supposed to be about twenty minutes, and you, you've given me forty minutes. So, oh so well, I'm sorry that. about that. No, <laughs> no, I I love it. I'm I'm I could talk to you all day, and and I'm tempted to to keep on going and just asking you your questions, but but I don't want the other candidates to get upset at me because I I didn't um, give them as many questions. Um, yeah, let's let's just leave it at that. Um. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for for your service uh, as as mayor to to Maui County, and um, you know it, I'll I'll give you you could say the last few words thirty seconds last okay. comments to the Ram community. To all of you again, I say mahalo for all of what you've done and continue to do to make Maui County Nokoi. for the association, you Jason Economo, and all of your uh, families. I wish you nothing but continued success and good health. God bless you all. Mahalo. Ahoy ho. Excellent. Thank you, Mayor Victorino.